So in fifth grade, I decided I was going to try to impress these high school girls who lived across the street from me. Um, they were really pretty. I really liked them. I don't remember their names. I don't remember though. I don't remember anything about them. Um, but in fifth grade, I did, and they were really awesome. Actually, they weren't. They wouldn't talk to me or do anything. But whatever. They were pretty, and I was into them. So after dinner one night, um, I I uh, I got out and I was like, Mom and Dad, I'm gonna go ride my bike. And they were like, Sure. That sounds like a really healthy and fun thing for a kid to do. So. My plan was I was gonna ride up the block and then I was gonna ride past their house, but I was gonna ride past them without having my hands on the handlebars. So it was gonna be awesome. I was gonna impress them with my ability to ride my bike without using the handlebars at all. It, they were gonna be blown away because to a fifth grader, that is an unbelievably cool skill and something that I had just acquired. So anyway, I ride past them I uh, take my hands off the handlebars and it's going really, really smoothly. Like I'm impressed. Um, and they look at me with not disregard, but just sort of like, what is that weird kid with buck teeth and a mullet doing? And I, I guess I recognize that they're pretty like, what? Um, so, and instead of just putting my hands back on the handlebars, I just fall. I just collapse. Like, I don't know what happened, but I just collapse. And I, uh, I try to break the fall with my arm, and I, I'm sure I break my arm because I can't feel it, and I'm trying to hold back tears, and the girls come running over, and they're like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, no, it really hurt my arm, I think. And they helped me up, and they were really, really sweet, and they brought my bike to the driveway, and they brought me to the back of my house where my mom was washing dishes, and they're like, hey, I think your son broke his arm. And she goes... He didn't break his arm. Come on. Anyway, I did break my arm in two places. Welcome to Storytime Explosion, a podcast created from your voicemails and interviews. I'm your host, Mike Fotis. This episode is about injuries. Some of them were minor, some of them were pretty severe, and one story by my father may be more legend than fact. That'll be for you to decide. Either way, it's time to get started. Enjoy! Hi, this is Lauren Anderson. Um, my best and most infamous injury was when I was six years old. I was at a wedding, and my favorite song by Cool and the Gang came on, Celebrate. You you probably are very familiar. Celebrate good time. Come on. Anyway, um, I believe I was a flower girl or one, or my sister was a flower girl, and I was too young. <laughs> and um, my mom uh, had to go away or to the bathroom or something and she sat me down on this table uh, near the food um, and instead of jumping down off the table when the song came on I got up on the table and I began to boogie like like uh, you know I I do and um, and I stepped in the punch bowl and I fell off the table and I broke my collarbone um, 
so that's my story, and that's my injury. Pretty cool, if you ask me. Pretty, pretty. Hey Mike, this is Chris Campo. I'm calling you uh, in response to your request for some injury stories. Uh, I have two. Um, thankfully, I've never been really injured, knock on wood, uh, with breaks, severe breaks or anything. But when I was 12, I was uh, obese um, and I was uh, hanging around trying to skateboard with a bunch of kids that were not obese. And I was trying to ollie, uh, get it, you know, at least more than a millimeter off the ground. And uh, when I was trying this particular ollie this particular day, my friend Max was there next to me, and I got down as low as I could, and I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this time. Like, I'm psyching myself up. I'm like, I'm just going to put all the power I have into my foot, and I'm going to kick this board up, and I'm going to ollie like the biggest ollie in the world. And I ollied, and the board came right up between my legs. The tip of it smashed me in the mouth shattered my front tooth in half and pieces of my tooth went everywhere. I looked up at my friend Max and he just laughed. And for the rest of my life, well, for the rest of the, that year in seventh grade, I had half a tooth till it got fixed and I had a cracked tooth. So I always blame it on hockey now because it's better than being a fat kid trying to ollie. The other story is when I went to fat camp to try to rid myself of obesity I, uh, it was my last year and I was probably the, one of the most athletic kids at camp, which I don't know what that means, if there's an equation, uh, for being the most athletic kid at fat camp. But I was playing basketball and I went out for a, a no long outlet pass and it was up in the air and Ira Katz came and collided into me in midair and the ball landed right on the tip of my middle finger and broke it, jammed it up. And the nurses had the wonderful cure of wrapping my finger, my middle finger, in gauze and a popsicle stick to set it. And if you meet me on the street, you are welcome to look at my elephant finger, which is now completely distorted and always in a cracked, broken state. So for the rest of my life, I am disfigured. Hi, this is Levi Weinhagen. Um, my worst job experience uh, was uh, I had an aunt who was a bit of a self-starter. She was always starting her own businesses. And when I was in adolescence, my older brother and I would uh, be tasked with helping her with various things for um, hourly rates that seemed like enormous amounts to us, uh, upwards of $5 an hour. Um, one uh, spring, she invited us to help us out. She had just uh, taken over management of a new old warehouse. So it was new to her, but it was an old warehouse. And she wanted us to come help clean some stuff out of it. I remember her using the phrase stuff, uh, which I, I assume meant, you know, uh, large objects. Um, so she comes and picks us up in her big truck, which was filled with cleaning items, and I didn't really put that together. We pull up to the building. We walk in and walk up to the top floor of this big warehouse, and the entire thing was covered with bird shit, like inches of bird shit, because the birds had just been roosting in this building for years and years and years. And uh, she uh, gave us some shovels and big buckets and trash bags and told us to have at it. And uh, 
the $30 that I, I got from my six hours of work didn't seem like that much money, uh, especially when I was blowing my nose and bird shit was coming out of my nose. Thanks. Hey, I'm Tom Reed, and um, I'm going to break the system and talk about a time I injured someone else, but it was a total accident. I was uh, playing in a rec league um, of soccer, and I was in high school, and my team was comprised of speech and debate team members, and not surprisingly, we were pretty terrible um, and lost every game. It was really fun, though. We had more fun than anyone else. But uh, what it, the story was, uh, I was playing... And I've always been very aggressive in competitive situations, regardless of my skill level. And uh, I was uh, chasing after a ball and facing against this very small, I was a senior in high school, and I've always been at least fairly tall and uh, large-ish. And she was this fairly small, freshman-ish uh, girl, woman, and uh, we were both ran for the ball and kind of were kicking for it at the same time, facing each other. But our legs collided, our shins collided, rather than hitting the ball, either of us. And uh, I, I went kind of tumbling forward and landed, but the, the problem was when our legs connected, I heard a crack sound that I knew was bad. And I landed and realized that I was not broken or terribly damaged, and so I realized that it was probably her. So I ran back to her, and she was lying there and, of course, wailing in pain, and I had, I had broken her leg. Um, and she was a very good soccer player, apparently, and was going to play summer traveling soccer um, but uh, was no longer allowed to, or was no longer able to, because she had to have a broken leg for a while and walk on crutches and stuff. I don't remember her name, but I always felt very bad about it. Everyone reassured me that I, I really didn't do anything wrong. I just collided, but uh, her friends were not happy with me. So that's the time I injured a small girl that I kicked. Hello, this is Eric Noble, and I'm going to share an injury story. I have many injury stories, and this one doesn't get told as much as some other ones. Uh, when I was a sophomore in high school, I was in second period gym class, and we were playing softball, and I was up to bat, and I hit the ball, and I ran to first, and I overran first, and I turned and saw that my ball had gotten past the second baseman, so I turned to go to second. And um, the morning grass was damp, and I slipped. And as I slipped, I put my arm down to catch my fall. And I still hit the ground pretty hard, and I didn't know why. And I looked down, and basically, on my left arm, the spot between uh, my wrist and my elbow was in an L shape. It was in a 90-degree angle. It was very broken. And... Um, in my shock, I looked down and thought, that doesn't look right, so I snapped it back down, and that caused a reverse, that caused like a triangle shape in my arm then. Uh, so my gym teacher was screaming, lay down, lay down, and I did, and my father came and got me, took me to the, my family doctor, who said, I'm not touching that, and we went to a large hospital, and they proceeded to put my hand in sort of like a Chinese finger torture contraption to hang it. And the doctor eventually came in and said, we are going to uh, try to set this now. And my mother and my father were both in there. And I said, okay. And he uh, he kind of put both hands right around where the brake was and tried to snap it back. And I gave out a good cry. And that happened uh, about three more times. And then he said, okay, this is a pretty severe fracture or whatever the correct term for it is. We're going to have to do surgery. And I said, okay. Uh, but right now, we're going to put it in a cast and, and send you home, and we'll do the surgery later. The anesthesia should wear off in a bit. 
And I said, no one has given me any anesthesia. And my mother, who's a nurse, her mouth dropped and my dad's eyes went wide and my father's a lawyer. Um, we did not sue the hospital, but I was in a lot of pain for quite a while when they snapped the bone around a few times without anesthesia. And I eventually got two plates and nine pins put into my left arm, which are still there to this day and hopefully not corroding. Thanks. Hey, Mike. It's Maggie Ryan Sanford. Apparently, I, I tried to tell this story just a minute ago, and um, some rude, uh, like, computerized woman cut me off. So I presume that I was I was being too long. So I'll tell you the short version. Skip ahead past the part where I married um, a goddess that it takes the shape of a mermaid. True story. Did it for a research project. But the, the, the short version is that I, I basically went to Africa, I went to Ghana for a study abroad trip, got married to the ocean, and then decided that it was the, the best way to show off my new marriage to the ocean was to swim out to this rocky reef that, that uh, nobody else was willing to swim out to uh, because they weren't protected from the ocean like I was. So I got out to this reef um, without realizing that in order to swim out to the rocky reef, I had to swim over all these other rocky reefs, which were just inches below the surface of the water. But, of course, I was I was focused on that reef that I was going to stand on and kind of like hoot and holler and show everybody that I was awesome and not afraid of the ocean. So I got out to the, the hooting, hollering reef, and right then, just as I was getting my footing on top of it, uh, another wave washed over me. And um, it was one of those times when everything went into slow motion, and all I could think about was, that I needed to cover my brain because if it were dashed on the rocks, I would definitely die because I hadn't been protected from any uh, rock gods. I hadn't married any rock gods, so they weren't going to keep my brains from being bashed out. Slow motion, went into the curl, did protect my brain from being bashed out, but in the process was dragged across the rocks um, and cut up my entire backside um, my ass, my shoulder, my back. I still have the scars to this day. And the most embarrassing part about it was that even though I started being some badass who could swim out into the, the ocean protected by the gods, I ended up being known as the girl who leaked limps all over everyone's feet for the next uh, leg of the bus trip. So, um, lesson learned. Have a great weekend. Okay, so you're telling me, so when we were younger, we went to um, Ford's Theater, right? And then we went across the street, and when we went across the street, you walked down the stairs, right? Right, and everyone who's more than five feet five hits their head on that. Right, so you hit your head, and you hit it pretty hard, right? Yeah. So then what happened? Nothing. I used to hit my head. I have a hard head. (laughs) But you were pretty dazed. Yeah, I think I just leaned against the wall. I didn't lay on Lincoln's bed. But that's not what me and Matt remember. Why would you lie about this? This is a great thing. If this happened, you're one of the last people that was ever allowed. 
to lay on the bed that Abraham Lincoln died on. I'm positive you did. Uh, no, I didn't. So then what, what happened? What is your recollection then? This is what I just said. Don't get all crabby about it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I just said. So nothing happened to you then? No. You hit your head. I wasn't were, whisked off was in like, the ambulance to the emergency room. Or, no, I know you weren't whisked off in the ambulance. So you're telling me you didn't hit your head really hard and let out that bellowing dad scream of yours. <laughs> I did hit my head. And it really hurt, right? Yeah. And you were dazed. And I remember you being like, oh, I think I need to sit down. You don't remember that? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm positive the two people who were that working was 20 there, years ago. Right, right, but the two people who were working there had a debate as to whether or not you'd be allowed to sit on that bed. I know that's true, and Mom that's, knows it too. And Matt if you knows. want to write that, go ahead. But no, that's I don't want to write it. I want to write the truth, but I want to give you a chance to own up to what the truth is. <laughs> I think they, maybe they brought a stool over for me or something. Oh, Dad, come on. So you're telling me right now. That you didn't hit, well, you did hit your head, but you didn't end up laying down on Abraham Lincoln's deathbed. I did not lay on Lincoln's deathbed. I don't get why you. Would... I think you went and sat down for a second. Yeah, I, not did. on Lincoln's deathbed. You for I sure think sat the, down. The, the guards there brought their chair over, and I sat on that. And that's the story you're sticking with. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. I'm gonna hang up now. <laughs> <laughs> Because I recorded this, just so you know. Okay. Then. All right. <laughs> you sound really disappointed. Um, so I won't be in your show. No, you'll be in it. But is it this won't for be your cringe cool. show or something else? No, this is for something else I'm doing. Okay. All right. See you later. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Well, that's the show. I'm sorry that my father refuses to accept his role in American history. Talk about embarrassing. Anyway, thanks for listening. Bye!